The Body Love Binge is the podcast for you if you're so done with living in the hellhole of an eating disorder, hating your body and constantly wishing you were thinner. If you're truly ready to heal from anorexia, bulimia or binge eating disorder and genuinely make friends with your body, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Victoria Kleinsman, a food freedom and body love coach, eating disorder and abuse survivor who's on an absolute mission to love and support millions of women to come back home to self-love and intuition eating. If it's possible for me, I know it's possible for you as well. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you in the episode. Hello, my queens. How are you doing? I hope wherever you are in the world, it's a beautiful day. Well, every day is a beautiful day if you decide it can be. I mean, I hope the weather is sunny and fresh. Although I do have listeners from all over the world, so I know Australia is now going into winter time. Regardless, I hope it's a beautiful day. And the reason I've talked about the weather is not just because I'm British. <laughs> That's what we seem to love to do. It's because this episode, I'm sure you know the title, else you wouldn't have pressed play. Or maybe you have and you just consume everything I give you, I gift you, and I appreciate you and I appreciate that. But this episode is called How to Cope with the Warmer Weather When You Struggle with Body Acceptance. This was a question from the lovely Claire. And I'm so glad that she asked this because this was a huge part of my journey to body acceptance and then to body love because I used to dread the summer. I used to enjoy the sun, but it was more the thought of the sun. But then when it started to get warmer, I'll be like, oh shit, I can't hide away anymore. I can't hide behind hoodies and quote flattering clothes because it's really hot. And so this was a big deal for me. I used to really, really get so depressed and in extra anxiety mode and in diet mentality, even more so than I already was when someone was approaching, especially when I was in the fitness world and you hear things or I heard things and I'm sure people still do it all the time where let's say it's around February, March time and they say things like, summer bodies are made in the winter. You need to start now to get your bikini body and all of that jazz. So I'm sure you can relate. So how this episode is gonna go, I'm gonna just speak from personal experience and share what I used to really struggle with when the weather started to get warmer and the and the sun started to shine. And then I'm gonna give advice on how to navigate each one. Now, I am certain that each and every one of you will be able to relate deeply to what I'm going to share. But if for ever reason I miss something or I don't speak to an experience that you might be having with the warmer weather, then please do let me know. And I will then create an extra reel or Instagram post or whatever answering your concern. So I want to make sure you feel heard and every single fear is addressed or spoken about. Let's dive in, shall we? Okay, number one is leg chaffing. And I had to start with this one because this was, and in all honesty, it still is, something that is very annoying and very uncomfortable for me. 
it's also really common and I don't think we realize how common because so many people that I speak to experience leg chafing even those that don't have issues around food and with their body honestly it's more common than we realize but we don't talk about it because for me anyway and for my clients especially there's a lot of shame around it so people tend to suffer in silence and not really talk about it but leg chaffing for me used to be one of my flags in quotes to show me that I'd put on too much weight and that I was shameful and I was disgusting and therefore I needed to do something about it immediately does that sound familiar if so I promise you are not alone my friend here's the thing though there's nothing shameful about leg chaffing it's literally just your legs rubbing together as you walk that's it it doesn't mean anything about you unless you make it mean something about you right as I say time and time again and I'll never stop saying this because it's so freaking powerful and true when you really land with this or when this really lands with you, should I say, nothing has a meaning until we give it a meaning. I mean, we are meaning-making machines as humans. And honestly, 99.9% of the time, we're living our lives believing what we're taught about what things mean growing up is a God's given truth. And that's not true. So that was a bit of a long-winded way of trying to say the things that we make things mean, hold on, wait a minute. We make meaning out of everything. I'm fat, that's bad. I'm thin, that's good. All of that meaning that we give to just fatness or thinness is just, again, conditioned behavior, conditioned beliefs, conditions, meanings. So it doesn't mean that that is, and they are true. So now that we're on the subject of meaning, I seriously should have counted how many times I've written and I'm going to say the word meaning today, but it's really crucial that you get this. We may as well make up another meaning as to what it means when our, when our legs rub together and our legs chaff, right? Have a go. So before I go into it, just have a think for just for a moment. What could you make it mean? My legs chaff, my legs rub together, and this means, what does it mean? I mean, automatically, I'm sure your brain would have gone to, this means I'm disgusting and I'm shameful and I'm fat and I'm horrible. What if it didn't mean that? What else could it mean? Right, I'm gonna go with some tangible examples with you now. Let's start with neutrality, which is where I always like to start. It's not as fun as a positive um, meaning, but we're gonna start with neutrality. So. My legs rub together, and this means I have the bone structure of a person whose thighs rub together when they walk. My legs rub together, and this means I have legs when, that rub together when I walk. It's just factual information. Okay, so then neutrality. Now let's bring some fun into an fun and positivity meaning into what it could mean, because we get to decide. Honestly, we get to decide what we make things mean and we get to choose the reality we live in via our thoughts, our perceptions, what we make things mean and our beliefs, okay? So my legs rub together when I walk and cause chaffing and this means I have thick, th thick thighs that save lives. 
Because apparently there's a quote, isn't there? Thick thighs save lives. Not sure how, but we're going to go with that. I have, I, my legs rub together and this means I have strong and shapely legs. And if I'm on my phone when I'm having a wee and I drop my phone, my phone doesn't fall down the toilet because there's no gap in between my legs. Totally me. My legs rub together when I walk. And this means that I have badass thunder thighs that symbolize a curvaceous and sexy queen. Leg chaffing is just an annoying, uncomfortable side effect of that. Guess which one mine is? <laughs> okay, so what to do about leg chaffing? Number one, choose to give leg chaffing and your legs rubbing together a new meaning, either neutral or positive. Number two, try different products to help you feel as comfortable as possible. Now, I've personally tried chub rub and creams, but honestly, they just cause my legs to completely stick together and that didn't feel comfortable either. So the best things that work for me are, the best one is to use spray deodorant in between your legs. I mean, I don't know how good this is for your health. I mean, deodorant isn't as poisonous as what people make out. I mean, who the fuck knows? But either way, use spray deodorant, not roll-on, because roll-on makes you stick more. Spray deodorant in between your legs. That works wonders, trust me. The second option is to wear those short, tight thingies, like underneath dresses and things. Um, I've linked this in my blog. They're called snagtights.com. So S-N-A-G-T-I-G-H-T-S.com. <laughs> snagtights.com. I'm sure there's other makes as well, but they're really good and really comfortable. Another option that you could choose to help yourself through this with the uncomfortability of leg chaffing is to wear gorgeous, high-waisted, flowy summer trousers instead. So you're, you've got like a, a nice soft material and you're not leg on leg. This is, and this is the next one I'm going to share. I actually do this. Take talcum powder with you if you're out somewhere, because that can really help too. So nip to the loo if you can, or just whack it out if you're on a walk, like who the fuck even cares, and put talcum powder on in between your inside of your legs. And depending on how warm it is, that works for quite a long time. So that's another tip, a Victoria tip. And the last one, which is kind of a joke really, is to walk really funny with your legs wide which I've totally done before when I've not got my talc or I forgot to spray and I'm just fucked off with the pain of leg chaffing. I just don't care. And I walk like I'm waddling. It's not obviously convenient. I don't advise it, but that's something else that you can do. Number three is in is what I'm sharing is what to do when you have leg chaffing. Be kind to yourself, really. Seriously, instead of fighting or trying to fight the leg chaffing and keep wishing it was different, and instead of keep wishing that you had smaller legs or a different bone structure or a thigh gap or whatever it was, stop blaming yourself and be kind to yourself. It is what it is. Dieting doesn't work. It's the best way to gain weight over time and lose self-esteem in the process. You know this. You can't magically change your body forever, no matter how hard you try. So start practicing acceptance. Acceptance is your friend. 
in the same way that you've most likely accepted how tall you are or how short you are, in the same way that you've most likely accepted the color of your hair or your eye color or your bone structure, it is what it is. So just practice that kind of it is what it is attitude to, well, my legs rub together and that's shit, but it is what it is. I'm not going to make it mean anything bad about me because it doesn't mean that you're a bad person at all. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with your body at all. Trust me. All right. The next thing that I really struggled with when the weather was getting warmer, and that was having the feeling of how big you are exaggerated because of how goddamn hot and bothered you were, you are, right? So when you're in a small, thin body, everything feels so much easier somehow. Clothes fit better. You don't get as hot and bothered. And I do want to acknowledge that currently in my recovered body, I am in my natural set point weight and I am in a normal size body, not a plus size body. So I only speak from my limited experience here, but feeling how big you are in the heat is exaggerated because the fact that you are simply bigger and it's naturally to feel warmer or hotter because there's more of you and that is okay. There is more of you to love my queen. All right. You may be more aware of your body in the heat, especially because other body parts may be touching other body parts. So, for example, you may feel your stomach on your legs or stomach rolls. You may feel your boobs on your tummy. You may feel your legs on your legs, which is what I've just spoken about, leg chapping. That can be physically uncomfortable but more so it will be emotionally uncomfortable due to what you make that mean or more so due to what you've been conditioned to believe to make that mean about you. So here's what to do with this. Physically, you can take care of yourself in the best loving way possible. So you can ask yourself, what can I do right now to make myself feel physically better so that might look like putting on a soft, comfortable, low impact sports bra. So your boobs are off your tummy. It might be getting get a cold or cool shower and then putting on some pajama bottoms. It might be going to the toilet and whipping out your talcum powder. It might be putting the car fan on cold and like aiming it if you can, depending on what car you've got, aiming the fan on the inside of your legs and like sitting with your legs open, like no shit, I've done this. This is why I am in very graphic detail right now. Whatever you can do to take care of yourself physically and to make yourself feel more comfortable, do that instead of beating yourself up about it, actually take care of yourself. Let's talk about the emotional side of this. You can ask yourself the same question from an emotional perspective. What can I do to emotionally take care of myself right now? It might be sharing with a friend how you feel and how uncomfortable you feel and what you're making that mean about you. Just sharing can be helpful. It can be letting go of the wishing this was different and suffering into the reframing what you're making your body and your legs rubbing together or your hotness and your hot and botheredness change what you make that mean. For example, I've got a sentence here that I invite you to create yourself or use this one or an edited version of this one. 
I'm bigger now and that's because I finally stopped trying to bully and force my body to be smaller. I'm allowing myself and my body to be its natural unsuppressed self and that feels good. That is self-love. Strong authentic women do not suppress their natural body size A side effect of this self-love may be feeling more uncomfortable in hotter weather. And that's okay. I've got me. I choose self-love over self-punishment. Right, let me know how that lands with you. Another thing that I struggled with was feeling super exposed. So the weather's hot, it's getting warmer, people are getting excited and you're dreading it because of what you make that mean about your body and having to show it off or not even show it off, but having to wear less. And I used to think that I had two choices. I'm curious if you feel feel or have felt the same before. Number one, choose to stay hidden away as much as possible by wearing long sleeves and cardigans and trying to get away with our safer clothes for as long as possible and dying with heat in the process as we're pretending to the rest of the world that we're not hot at all. That's a lie. You are hot. You're just ashamed of your body. That's what's going on. Or that's the one choice we think we have. The second choice we think we have is to wear summer clothes that are cooler but more physically comfortable and suited to the weather. However, we feel like we're literally in the spotlight for everyone to see, showing off our hideous bodies, wobbling around and making everyone else feel uncomfortable. That is not the case. They are not your only options, I promise you. You can take option two and wear whatever feels the most comfortable, work on your body image and self-love and actually not give a shit what others think about you or your body. Really, this is possible for you. That's what the majority of my work is all about. I know that so many of you will be thinking, yeah, maybe Victoria can do it or her clients, but I can't do that because I hate myself so much. Trust me, there's a reason why I've written this episode so easily because I speak from past experience. If you've heard my story, you would have heard this before. I used to turn the light off before I had a shower. So, and wait for it to be dark. So I literally couldn't see my body because I was that ashamed of it. And I felt like, like I wanted to crawl out of my own skin when I saw the body I was in. It was horrible. So you can start your body image journey, your self-love journey. You need to start by getting support if you can and start by taking small actions outside of your comfort zone but within your window of tolerance and start creating new body affirming experiences for yourself because when you do this you'll be showing yourself that it's safe to wear summer clothes nothing bad happens you can wear the shorts you can wear the dress and you don't burst into flames a plane doesn't crash just because you've worn the damn shorts right Sure, you may experience a lot of self-talk that isn't pleasant as you start taking these action steps outside of your comfort zone, but you can work on that so your natural automatic thoughts are compassionate and loving. And that really can happen. Your natural automatic thoughts can be that of love and compassion because that's what I've created for myself. 
And trust me when I say that was far from what was my experience before for 20 years. So it's possible for you too. The next thing that I really, really, I would say this is probably maybe before the leg chaffing actually that bothered me the most. My cellulite looked a million times worse in summer. I know you get this, right? I used to be petrified of the gorgeous, by the way, sun shining on my skin because I knew what it meant. It meant that my cellulite was highlighted for everyone to see, and that was bad. Can you relate to this? Cellulite is bad. We need to spend our entire lives trying to get rid of it. Wrong. Cellulite is normal. Over 80% of women have it. So why is it portrayed as the devil? Well, that's right, because we spend a shitload of money trying to get rid of this natural expression of simply how fat is stored on women's bodies. It's genetic. You just have it. 80% of women have it. You don't have to like the way it looks. However, you can accept it as part of you and your female body. What other choice do you have? Right? What other choice do you have? I promise you can have cellulite and feel happy and sexy and confident about it. Because if you don't care about your cellulite or who can see that, you are free. Right? Think about that. Imagine if you woke up tomorrow and didn't give a shit whether you had cellulite or not and you wore what you want and you were like, this is me. I'm confident in who I am. You are free. And I was going to say, however, and at the same time. So I came up with hand. And at the same time, if somebody else cares about your cellulite, you know what that shows? Shows that they are not free. So you can worry about your cellulite or you can enjoy your life. What do you choose? The next thing that I used to worry about when the weather was getting warmer, how white I was or how pale I was. It doesn't just start and end with body size, does it? Nope. There is how tanned we are compared to others. And then there's how what shade of brown our skin turns compared to others, which is ironic because... I've heard from Asian friends that not all of them, but most of them try to stay out of the sun. So they stay lighter, they stay whiter. There's cream sold in countries where people have darker skin to try and make their skin lighter to portray the look of a white woman. Yet us white women are there trying to look darker. It's ridiculous. We want what we haven't got because society tell us that we need to want what we haven't got. I mean, not all the time, but you've got blonde hair, you want brown hair. You're tall, you want to be short. You're short, you want to be tall. You've got blue eyes, you want green eyes. You've got brown eyes, you want blue eyes. You know the score, right? I used to be obsessed with the sunbed to the point where I would literally go on it every single day, no shit, for months at a time, just so I could be as brown as possible. Why? Because if I didn't have the body that I wanted, at least I could be brown. And what was so important about being brown? Well, we're conditioned to believe it's desirable, it's sexy, and it's attractive. 
And whether it is or it isn't, because that's preference, that's personal preference, and not something we should base our self-worth and safety on and become obsessed in the process, whether it is or it isn't, it should not matter that much to you, okay? This, again, points to radical self-acceptance. Accepting yourself fully as you are, accepting how white your legs are, accepting the way your body looks. If you want to tan, I'm not telling you you're not allowed to tan. You can do what the fuck you want. It's your body and your your life. And I sometimes tan, especially as I'm coming up to my wedding. And I know this is wrapped in beauty culture. I know. But the questions that I'm going to share with you in a moment that you can ask yourself, whether it's a healthy re- relationship with tanning, and tanning for me now is not linked in any, any way, shape or form to my self-worth or my self-esteem. I tan for my wedding because I like the way it looks and that's okay. There's no attachment to self-worth or judgment if I'm not tanned or whatever. So if you want to tan, tan, but ask yourself, why? Why do you want to tan? And again, just if you like the look of it better, that's okay. It's not like you're not allowed to choose things that you like the preference of. It depends on the extent of how negatively it's affecting your life and your mental health, right? The first question is why? The second question is, is it pleasurable to do? When I used to go on holiday, I used to force myself to lie in the sun and I used to time myself 20 minutes on my front, turn around, 20 minutes on my back, 10 minutes break, off I go again. Like it was like a mission that I had to complete and I had to come away from the holiday being as brown as possible. I didn't enjoy it. It was like I had to do it and I was too hot and I forced myself to stay in the sun. That's not pleasurable. Is it pleasurable for you, the tanning that you are doing? Now, when I go on a sunbed once a month or whenever I feel like it, up to the wedding especially, I thoroughly enjoy lying in there with the music on and the fan on and the warmth in there. I actually really enjoy it. The third question is, is it flexible? Meaning if you couldn't tan, would you be fine with that? Would you freak the fuck out? That's where you get to see where your anxiety levels are at. If you couldn't tan or every sunbed shop was, I don't know, shut down, are you going to be cool with that? Because I'll be like, well, that's annoying. Oh, well not meant to tan then it do, can you see the the unattachment that I have now what about yourself you will know from your answers whether you have a healthy relationship with tanning or not okay moving on to the next thing that used to really bother me uh, and I still experience this it just doesn't bother me anymore swelling right when you're hot and bothered your whole body just seems to swell up which of course makes everything worse if you're struggling with body acceptance. So what's so wrong with swelling? Well, swelling means bigger and bigger is not okay, right? Wrong. Swelling is actually just your body doing its clever thing. And I quote this from God Google, swelling occurs when the blood supply to the skin increases, which also radiates heat. Fluid moves out of the blood vessels and into the tissues, causing swelling. And in the summer, body weight can go up by several pounds due to increased body water. This is accomplished through fluid-conserving hormones such as aldosterone, which allows the kidney to retain more fluid 
and reduces the amount of salt in sweat, a measure that also aids in water retention. How smart are our bodies? Seriously, how cool is that really? I mean, whether we like, hate or dislike our bodies, it doesn't matter because they're miracles, right? Our bodies are so smart, yet we dislike the way they look. We want to try and force them into looking a certain way. And that's really sad when you think about it. I love my body now. She is amazing. And honestly, my body, as well as yours, is a miracle. So instead of hating the fact that your ankles, hands, face, feet, whatever else are swollen and swell up in the heat, just spend a bit more time appreciating what your body is actually doing for you because you are where your attention is. And so if you're constantly allowing yourself to thought spiral into how much you hate your body, then stop. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You have the power to choose what you think in response to the automatic thoughts of your brain. And FYI, those automatic thoughts change when you keep choosing new empowering thoughts until eventually your automatic thoughts are empowering. That's that's how this stuff works. It may feel so far out of reach for you, me sitting here and sharing how much I love my body and how much I talk to myself with love and kindness and compassion and how confident I feel, knowing that I don't love every single aspect of the way my body looks, but that's okay. And meaning that I was where you are now and you can get here. I have the keys for you and it's up to you if you take the keys and unlock yourself, okay? So what all of these have in common, all of the points that I've just spoken to, and like I said, let me know if I've missed any for you so I can address these. They signpost to fear of judgment. Think about it. If you didn't care what others thought about you, then you wouldn't be worried about all of the above that I've spoken about. Fear of judgment is wired into every human, but we can overcome this and live our lives at peace with who we are, knowing that people judge us both positively and negatively and neutrally. There'll be what, 10% of people that judge you positively and that love you. There'll be 10% of people that hate you is a bit of a strong word, but really dislike you or your body or whatever. And there'll be 80% who just don't even give a shit. That's the reality of it. But we're not concerned about that. Welcome to planet Earth where people judge people all of the time. And in evolutionary terms, fear of judgment makes sense as relating to the need to survive in society for our ancestors being evaluated favorably rather than judged for any shortcomings would have meant a higher chance of survival. But we're not there anymore. We've evolved from that. So judgment is, in general, hardwired in the brain. Judging is easy. It's pretty much automatic. Like I say, we're, we're judging people all of the time. As you're listening or watching this, you'll have, you have judgments about whether you like it, whether you agree what I'm saying, whether you don't like my hair or my dress or or you do, you're judging all the time and that's okay because judgment is hardwired in the brain. 
Our brains are wired to make automatic judgments about others' behaviors and things so we can move through the world without spending much time or energy understanding everything that we see. But the magic here is, my love, when you stop negatively judging yourself and keep changing your thoughts and changing your focus and pouring love and compassion, changing what you make things mean and just noticing what's happening and reframing those to positive meanings. When you stop doing that negatively to yourself and choose loving positive thoughts, you'll be able to let go of the potentiality of the people judging you negatively as I said, 10% of people will judge you negatively. 10% will love you and judge you positively. And 80% won't even give a shit what, what you're doing or what you're not doing, what you look like or what you don't look like. The external world is simply a mirror. And those that do judge you and judge your body are only mirroring that back to themselves. When someone judges you, that says nothing about you and everything about them. The same goes for you too. If you're judging somebody, that's nothing to do with the person you're judging, everything to do with you because everything is a mirror. So I invite you to really take note on what I've shared today. Let me know what's helped. Let me know if I've missed anything. And I invite you to start, if you haven't already, your journey to body acceptance, body love and self-love because if you want to really truly live in ultimate freedom body freedom food freedom and unconditional self-love and body love it needs to start here and support can can often well it's necessary it's not crucial you can do this shit alone it just takes a lot longer but coaching getting the right support is a fast track to where I am is a fast track to where you want to be because I know the journey. I've been on it. I've helped many people get to where I am. And when you let go of the fear of judgment and you love yourself and your body unconditionally, you can focus on other areas of your life. You can focus on actually truly living and not just surviving because most of us are in chronic stress, in fight or flight, constantly worrying over and over and over again what our bodies look like, how much weight we need to lose. It's exhausting. Don't you want better for yourself? If you do, explore the ways you can work with me. I cannot wait to meet you. I love you so much. And as always, thank you for being here. Don't forget to rate this podcast five stars. Send me a screenshot and you'll be entered into a prize draw to win one of my free, not one of my free, it's not free, you will get it for free, the Body Love Bite program, which is my paid program on my website. So much love and I'll see you next time. Have a beautiful day, queen. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share, subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Your support means the absolute world to me and it really does help me to get my podcast out there for those that need it. Thank you.